Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spirit Seeker Hour. Spirit Seeker Hour is your chance to delve into the world of your inner spirit. The Spirit Seeker Hour is brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. Go to www.spiritseeker.com to find out more. And now, here's Cindy Meyer. Radio show where we have the wonderful opportunity of bringing the latest in mind, body, and spirit wellness and happiness to all of our listeners and our readers. This show is brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. You can read the magazine each and every month at www.spiritseeker.com. We've been published for 17 years. We've been online for 15 of those 17 years, so we have readers throughout the U.S., into Canada, and um, and into Europe. We are thrilled and delighted to bring this magazine to you, to bring the weekly radio show to you, to bring the weekly email newsletter to you, letting you know about the radio show and everything else. So if you, um, there are several ways that you can support this show. Number one, you can send us an email to info, I-N-F-O, at spiritseeker.com and we will add, you know, requesting to be added to our email list. We do not sell this list, so the only thing that you will receive is uh, information from Spirit Seeker. The other thing is, is on Blog Talk Radio, they watch our stats, but they also watch when people favorite the show, and it just helps... um, there, there are so many different people on this venue now using the podcasting to reach people. And so when you favorite the show at Let's Blog Talk Now, not only are they listening, they're really liking what they hear. So if you go to www.blogtalkradio forward slash Cindy Meyer, which is C-Y-N-D-E-M-E-Y-E-R, and favorite the show, it just moves up moves our page up to um, more the front, shall we say, of the section of spirituality. So there it is. Those are my announcements. And um, I, I'm just going to share, I did return from a four-day trip uh, in the Ozarks, uh, actually in Arkansas, Missouri. And many of you know that I was going on that trip. And what I m- want to share is that we spent four days in spring-fed uh, mineral baths, which were just fabulous underground saunas with, you know, that were from the hot water from the springs. So um, all of that is where we have been. So today I want to welcome my guest, Ina Siegel. She is the creator of Visionary Intuitive Healing and the best-selling award-winning author of The Secret Language of Your Body, The Essential Guide to Health and Wellness. She's also the creator of The Secret Language of Color Cards, and she has her latest groundbreaking book that has just been released, The Secret of Wellness, The Essential Guide to Life's Big Questions. You can hear just from the titles of these different books that she's already created and is now releasing that she's tuned in. So, Ina, it is my delight to welcome you to the call. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. So, you're doing a U.S. tour, and um, let's just just hear how... um, how this path started? Were you one of those little girls who just looked around with wonder at the world and were tuned in just a little bit more than some people? Or, I mean, did you have did you have um, wonderful mentors as a child? I, I keep feeling that I want to go to your childhood, and I'm not sure why. So, <laughs> so let's. <laughs> well, I think um, I was very intuitive from the beginning, but I didn't really understand what intuition was. So. I would feel things and know things, but I thought everybody else did as well. And the real turning point came when I was about 19 and I was in a lot of pain. I had back pain and digestive problems and psoriasis all over my skin. And I was going to see a lot of different health practitioners and therapists and I found that they just weren't helping me. I would feel a little bit better and then I would go back and I got to a point where I didn't know what to do. And one day I wake up, my back was really twisted and I was in agony. So I asked my partner to take me to the chiropractor's office. And he actually came out of his office, had took one look at me and told me that my body was stuck. And I asked him what he was going to do about it. And he said, nothing, go home. So on the way home, I was 
not so happy. I was very angry. And I decided that since nobody could help me heal, I was going to do it myself, but I didn't really know how to do it. So I just improvised. Literally, I got home. I was I placed my hands on my back. I was breathing with the pain rather than against the pain. I started counting backwards from 30 to so that my mind would relax. And I started asking questions like, if there is something divine out there, then... I want help and I want it now and I started to feel warmth go through my body and I thought, okay, something's happening. I felt and saw gold light and then I asked, "What? I want to see my back. I want to see what it looks like and I saw literally every vertebrae. I saw how it was twisted and inflamed and I started asking where it was coming from and I realized that a lot of my thoughts, emotions, experiences, even ancestral experiences from my grandparents were being stored in my in the cells of my body and I just kept saying I'm willing to let this go, I'm willing to let this go and by the end of about half an hour I had cried, I had seen some cellular memories, I had understood things about my my life and the choices that I made and I fell asleep and the next day when I wake up about 70% of the pain was gone and within three weeks, all the pain was gone. My back was straight. I had no psoriasis anymore. I didn't have any digestive problems. And I discovered that I had this gift to see into people's bodies. Mm-hmm. Well, and you, you call, call this visionary intuitive healing, yes? Yeah. So being able, and you know, and some people call this, you know, there's so many different names, medical intuition or the yeah. seers or, um, but the the thing that I think is true is that once you surrendered and said, okay, I'm willing, willing to see whatever the divine is in this. Okay, help out there, anyone? Everything changed. Definitely. And I really feel that this is the only way where we it's the only way we can live our life with more ease, with more grace, with more joy. So you, um, I know we're going to talk about the secret life of wellness, but let's start with you started with the secret language of your body and then you segued into the color cards. And I would like to hear, I, I, I knew the, about the book, The Secret Language of Your Body. I do not know about the secret, uh, secret language of the color cards. Um, so you go wherever you'd like to go, and then we'll segue into your latest book. Okay. Um, well, it's really interesting because I've always loved color. It's just been something that's been very important to me, and um, I always intuitively felt that being connected to color as an energy would make you feel different things. And um I noticed because I've traveled a lot around the world that people, a lot of people like gray and black and kind of more of a brown colors. And for me, it's been much more about bright, bright colors. And I started to explore how I would feel when I would wear different colors and also how I would feel working with them. And when I was, from being really young, I um, in my early 20s, I had my children and I really wanted to teach them about healing a little bit and I felt that color was the easiest way to do it and it was very gentle and soft and fun because I wanted healing to be fun because I started so early and so since then um, I wanted to do the color cards before I actually wrote the book but my publisher said that I had to wait to see how the book went. That's what he told me. (laughs) And after the book was successful I I decided this is really the time to teach people about color. And, you know, it's just really, it's just so easy to use. It's so easy to use for anyone. And each color for me has a vibration. Each color has, you know, uh, a healing capacity. And when I say healing, it's not just physical pain, but, you know, it could be something that's uplifting. So if I want to connect to my heart, maybe I'll work with green or I'll work with pink. But if I want to connect to my breath and and cleanse my chest or even work on some emotions, I might work with orange because orange is a fantastic color for literally going to the cells in the body and starting to um, cleanse the information that we don't need. So it's a very cleansing but also vibrant and creative color or yellow is one of the best colors for thinking, concentrating and just bringing yourself a little bit up and more and creating more joy in your life. So 
you know, and green can is another, is also a colour that can help with back pain in particular in the nervous system. And so I, I just love it, and I, I love how easy, like I said, colour is to work with children. So I find it a really fun way to connect to healing. Right. You know, you you are from Australia, yes? Yeah. You know, and it's interesting, in Germany they have used color therapy, and I have a friend who teaches breathwork and has traveled all over the world with breathwork, and I remember one time she was in Brazil, and she described that there was this healing center that you would make an appointment, and your time might be 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. I mean, they they were open 24 hours a day, but if um, but each room was filled with a color, and then they had crystals to amplify that color. So, you know, it's... It's 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 there, you know. It's just people um, are just learning, shall we say, that how powerful and easy this is. And I think part of that awareness has come with people understanding the chakra system. Um, mm-hmm. But what you just described isn't necessarily like like using orange in the heart. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> a lot of people don't realize that the yellow is the mental as well as the solar plexus. So yeah. I, I, you've tapped into something that you know. I, I think is where as we are evolving, the color is going to become even more important. Yeah, and it's because it's so easy. And I always feel that the more something, the easier something is, the better it works because you have less resistance. Yes, and that's where the children have it all over us. I mean, they're just Definitely. Like, you know, they're like, we're crystals already. Let's try pink. What does that do? You know, and they're just more open. Um, and so many of the children, you know, on the planet right now are so psychically aware. And, yeah, I think part of it has come with they, they landed into the time of, you know, technology with computers and iPhones and, you know, everything else. And so they're so used to communication that if one of them says, oh, I just did this, then then it's like this open channel, just like a portal. Oh, okay, I'll try that too. It's just, it's just interesting times we're living in. But you know, Ina, in this book, you talk about so many things. You talk about how to develop your intuition, um, how to create harmony in your relationships, um, dealing with challenging emotions, uh, dramatically improving your health. So, if you would um, share with our listeners today. Uh, the part about, you know, just, just you know, developing your intuition. This has been something you've mastered and have been sharing for some time. So it, with someone who, who, just like yourself, kind of knows things but doesn't really know what that knowing is, or if they're just saying, I, you know, I, I want to trust myself more and, you know, tune in more on my own, like with my own guides, my own angels, what what would you recommend as a way of getting started? I really feel that the more connected we are to our bodies and our emotions, the and the more we are willing to ask. I think one of the biggest problems that not even a problem, one of the biggest things that I see with people is they don't ask. It's so I have tried to break it down for people into different various aspects of intuition. There is an aspect where we need to feel within our body. So the more open a heart is, for instance, a lot of people don't know that, that as you open your heart, your intuition just starts to come very, very fast to you. And I had an experience, and I write about it in this book, actually, when I was teaching in France at one point, and there was a man, he came to my workshop, the Visionary Intuitive Healing, and he basically said to me, this is my last resort, which, of course, I love when people say that. Mm-hmm. And I um, I don't feel anything. I don't see anything. I don't hear anything. Nothing happens. So I thought, okay, that's interesting. And the workshop was over six days. And so for the first few days, he would put, put up his hand and say, I'm not feeling anything. I don't feel anything. And I thought, oh, my God, what am I going to do about this? And at one point, I asked everybody, to connect to another person and see beyond anything that they might have judged in another person. And I tuned into this man, so meaning I focused my attention on him, and I actually saw a cellular memory of him when he was a child. And I saw that he was looking for his mother and that he 
couldn't find his mother and he felt really alone and disappointed and because he felt disappointed he blocked his ability to connect to his body which is what a lot of people do as children and so I thought okay now I know exactly what to do with you and how to help you and I asked him I said to him please don't speak to me from your mind because I've seen this memory and I know exactly what this is about speak to me from from within yourself and I asked him a question who has hurt you so much that you don't allow yourself to feel anything or to see anything or to connect to anyone and at the beginning, he didn't want to comply, it was called. <laughs> he was saying this, and then I said, no, 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 no. And then he, and then I felt that he really connected, and he said, my mother, and he started to cry. And I said, today's the day that is going to change your life. And I actually got one of the participants to play his mother so that he could express this energy that had been suppressed, so that he could really understand it and transform it. And then we did a process for the heart, to connect to the heart. And afterwards, he put up his hand, and I thought, oh, my God, he's going to say again that he didn't feel anything. But then I saw a smile on his face, so I thought, oh, maybe I'm wrong. And he, put, and he started saying, I just connected to this woman, and I've seen every, so many things that happened to her in this life and past life. And he described not only things that happened this life, but very, very um, precise information about a past life that she had that she knew she had. And I just stood there and I thought, wow, for days he's been telling me he doesn't feel or see anything, and now he's talking about a past life right. of this woman. And so I realized how important it is that we let go of our past and we let go of all the protection that we have. And I've seen thousands of people, thousands of people, Literally, when they can let go of their hurt and their pain and literally connect to their body, that their intuition awakens in the most amazing way. And then, when you mention the guides and angels, I'm always saying to people, ask for help. You don't even have to know who your guide is or who your angel is, but you can ask. Please show me what to do today. Please guide me. Give me a sign that is recognizable that I can understand. You know... It's, you know, in the Bible, and I'm not a really strong Bible person, but, you know, they say ask and the door, you know, knock and the door shall be opened or whatever, and ask and you shall receive. Well, there's an ascension mantra that I use every day. It's four lines. I am here. I am open. I am ready. Guide me. And it's exactly, you know, and it's very simple. And and just by, you know, these simple things that, that you know, have come, you know, you, that you're offering, that have come from a lifetime of really listening, it's, it's you know, so many people get stuck with this, but I don't know my guide's name. I don't know what difference does it make. Your guide's there. Exactly. Just ask for help. <laughs> it's like the biggest gift you were given is when your body went into this whole twisted situation and the chiropractor yeah. knew there's nothing I can do. Go home. You will figure it out because I know you have that innate ability to to make it okay if you listen. Exactly. So, you know, it's funny when we have these healing crises, oftentimes there are these wonderful opportunities to go zooming like you described with this man who was so stuck. And then the minute he became unstuck, everything opened up. Yeah, and I feel one of the other big things that why people don't have that access to their intuition is that they have that intuitive heat and then they'll say, I don't like what I'm hearing or I don't like what I'm feeling, so it must be wrong. Or, this is really challenging and I'm going to be judged for it. So I'm not going to follow my guidance. And it's one of the things that has been a challenge for me as well because, you know, as being somebody who is, I guess, in the public eye where people, a lot of people know me and judge everything that I do, that I think it's for anyone who gets on stage this happens. So at times it's challenging because in one way you think, oh, if I do this, you know, if I act in this way or if I really listen, I'm going to be judged because nobody understands. And maybe I don't even understand why I'm feeling something that I have and I have to do it. I have to go towards someone. And I found that it's so important in terms of intuition to stop being concerned about what other people think because... 
at the end of the day, it's your life. Right. And that's the most important thing, that you follow your guidance, not someone else's. Right. You know, there was a book written, and it's not about the book. It's the title. The title says it all. What you think of me is none of my business. <laughs> it's like, you know, if we come in alone, you know, yes, there are people there that are, but, but basically a baby decides when it's time, unless, you know, science or something else interferes. But for the most part, the baby's the one who emits the hormone that triggers the, the whole process of birth, and in you come. And when you leave, even if, you know, no matter how many people are there helping you across, et cetera, it's still your journey. And, you know, I think that I think that the more... Um, we are open and unshielded, not to, not to say that we're walking around just letting anything bombard us, but basically, yeah. you know, the, the vulnerability that comes from, you know, the, that's where the strength is and when we're shielded all the time and all this. And, you know, you are right. I mean, I remember, you know, of course I'm from America, but, you know, when they shot down so many of the different American heroes and everybody's like, well, what are they going to do? Are they going to take John Wayne down next? You know, who are our heroes anymore? And it's just this judgmental thing that creates such separation that keeps us from, you know, a, a population on planet Earth at this time from going to the next level. And, you know, I think it holds people back. I just – so your words are, are so brilliant for people who are um, going to that higher energetic level to just really stay in their own process and know that they're coming from help and healing. Yeah. Yeah. It's- yeah, so I want to talk about now the energy centers and the four archetypes because you did a fabulous mm-hmm. job of correlating between, you know, the, the archetypes and the um, the parts of the body. So um, let's let's go there next. Yeah, it's really interesting because I've just finished, uh, I think, yeah, a day ago teaching a workshop on um, the shadow in Mexico, actually. And we're talking about the four survival archetypes, which is the first is the prostitute, which I connect to the first chakra because for me, every archetype has an energy that allows you to understand yourself more. And it has the shadow aspect and the light aspect. And I was tuning in a lot before I really correlated them. And I found that, for instance, the first chakra is all about one's survival, but it's also connected to our heart. And often we don't we don't understand that because the first chakra is about how I live my life at the survival basic level. And it's also connected to money. It's connected to your family. And when we're looking at what am I doing, you know, how do I prostitute myself? And it was funny because some people said to me, but I don't like that word. Can you change the name of the archetype? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, no. No, That's what it is. And to me, it's, it's so powerful because in the light, in the, well, let's start with the shadow. In the shadow side, it's when you do what you don't want to do, and you sell yourself and you sell your soul because of survival or because of money or because you feel that you have to follow a particular path that is not your path. But in the light side of the prostitute energy, you are doing what you really want to do. You do it from the place of love. This is why it's connected to the heart. And you do it from such passion and depth that you also get rewarded with money, with nourishment from other people, with love from other people, with exciting opportunities because the first chakra is all about connecting to other people as well and creating opportunities. So it's incredibly powerful to work and understand these archetypes. And then for the sacral chakra, when I was connecting to it, I kept seeing the child inside, the inner child. And obviously... The inner child is an archetype that has been talked about many, many times by many people because I think all of us can relate to the fact that we, you know, we've had a childhood, we've had pain at times and hurt and joy and connection when we were children and this aspect of us is still operating. It's always going to operate inside of us, but what we need to understand is how and If we suppress and if we push away the inner child, then we have a lot of problems 
including financial problems, including that we become too serious and we don't allow any fun or joy or lightness or humor to come into our lives. And we feel, we start to feel depressed. We start to feel that we don't have creativity, that we don't have energy in that center that allows us to be spontaneous, allows us to be to have fun, allows us to understand intuitively information because the child is very intuitive. As we talked about before, it doesn't have the barriers that adults have. So for me, that and there's many aspects of it. I can talk for days about the inner child, but it's so, so, so powerful in terms of our lives and our ability to succeed. And I mean succeed in not necessarily just in a way of how much money we make, but succeed in how we live our lives. So that's yeah, yeah. You're you're right on it. I mean, because so many people think it has to be really hard to be successful, and you know, I, I'm a functional consultant, so I'm just resonating with so much of what you're saying. I'm thinking, oh yeah, the children and creativity section of the Bagua, which is you know the basic grid, and I'll 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 work with clients, and they'll say, oh I I don't want to activate that. I'm I don't want any children, and I, I'm finished with all that or whatever. And I'm like, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with, would you like more creativity? Would you like to have the energy of a child when a child falls down and they you know, have a boo-boo on their knee, then you kiss them and make it better, and they're like, oh, well, okay, all, all better now, and off they run. You know, it, and so much of the things that happen, you know, in that childlike way when we become adults, it's like, oh, I'm going to hold on to this thing, this terrible thing happened, and they have this story forever, and you're like, whoa, what would happen if you let go of that, which is now, now we're moving into our victim archetype, but right. a little bit, but you know that that what you're capturing totally with this archetype is go back to like moving through life with grace and quickly. Mm, ease. Yeah. Yeah. Ease. And, yeah. And it's so interesting within a child just to understand how often our lives are controlled by childlike child I'm, I'm actually I'm gonna say childish behavior. Because we haven't allowed ourselves to nourish this part of ourselves so that it can really be our friend. And I'm always saying to people, you have to make friends with those archetypes so that because you everybody has them. No, there's no person, even if they say, oh, I don't have archetype, I'm not a victim. Yes, you are. You have it. We all have it at different moments in our lives. It comes up. But again, it's because we judge them and we will say, oh, I don't like the name victim, I'm not a victim. And then we think we don't have it, whereas actually the more you judge it and the more you suppress it and push it away, the more victimized you feel. It's just that you don't see it, but everybody else sees it. Right. And this is the shadow work. This is the shadow work, the parts of ourselves we do not like that, you know, everyone else sees it, but we're in denial of it. And once we bring the light and go, you know what, yeah, you're, yeah, I get it. Exactly, and I, and I'm saying to people, you can recognize the victim when you start to hear yourself say, and uh, things like, "Oh, why is this happening to me? What have I done? Why is life so hard for me?" You know, it's always about they did this to me. They, it's because of them that I am like this. This is the victim speaking, and the thing with the victim is that. If we can recognize it and embrace it, one, we can have compassion for ourselves and other people. But it's also because it's connected for me to the soul plexus center, which is the power. So it makes total sense that when we feel disempowered, immediately we go in the victim and we start blaming and pointing fingers at everyone. But the moment we can take back our power, we become victorious. We become empowered. We can allow the victim to in the light side to guide us because it tells us. This is also part of our intuitive guidance is the victim that says, you know what, if you go down this path, it's going to be really hard and you might get hurt and you might, it might take you a long time to recover. But if you take back your power, you're going to go into a victorious state. And sometimes it's really challenging because you have to confront yourself and other people and you have to be truthful 
and I'm and in integrity not to someone else or what they think integrity is, but to what you feel deep inside is the integrity of your journey. Right. It's very powerful. You know, and, and I love the word integrity because, you know, integrate, I mean, integers, you know, in math, I mean, the whole thing, you know, there's just so many things that come from that word, integral, you know, and but really the whole thing is tell the truth, tell the truth faster to yourself, to everyone else. And, you know, I love how you're saying, you know, when you're pointing a finger and, you know, saying, you did this to me, it's all because of you. You know, there's the saying that when you're pointing one finger, you know, three or three are pointing back, but I like what the Course of Miracles says. Of course, a miracle says what we're perceiving in another, we're strengthening in ourselves. So the minute we start to shift this and see the good, I mean, not that you're ignoring the other things, but you can discern, you can see it without judgment and realize, oh, the reason this is resonating so much is I, too, used to be like this person. But then there's this compassion that comes in, not judging, just, oh, this person needs a little extra love today. Mm. Yeah, and also these archetypes are there to help us grow, to help challenge us so that we can go to the next level. And then, you know, if we start to talk about the heart chakra where I feel the saboteur leaves, for me it makes total sense because so many people talk about love, but they are terrified, absolutely terrified of what it would feel like if I opened my heart because I might get hurt. And I'm always saying to them, but... I understand that. I really do because I, I've been there many times. And But for me, it's always been, okay, would I prefer to experience deep and profound love even if I might get hurt, even if I lose it, even if somebody walks away from me and I get to feel it, or should I protect and feel nothing? Because protecting and feeling nothing means that you have hurt. You're just protecting the hurt inside yourself. You know that saying: "It is better to have loved and lost than not to have loved." I mean, it's kind of it's kind of a, a you know not the most positive statement, but, <laughs> but but it's saying you know not everything's permanent. I think that's the hardest part for people. But what if I find this amazing love and then it's gone? So what? You found it. Even one minute of connecting to somebody who loves you is really amazing. And then also one of the things that I have been reflecting on a lot and talking a lot about lately is our misunderstanding of relationships. Because we think that there is romantic love, then there is the love for the family, there's kind of love for friends, and that's about it. But we don't don't have room for deep and profound soul family connections. So it's like, well, what if I can connect with someone and maybe I'm married, but I don't need everything from my partner because maybe they can't give me everything, but there are so many incredible, amazing people out there. And maybe I just have this connection and I can't understand it because it's not mental and I can't describe it, but it's on the level of my heart and soul and it feeds it. And I really feel that we need to create a new category in our relationships and and in allowing our hearts to be nourished where it's not exactly just like a normal friendship and it's not a romantic relationship or a relationship in the way we think it is, but it is a connection that allows us to feel a soulfulness. Right. That and that's the that's the miracle. That's you know, that's the soul level connection to this lifetime that we're in. You know, it's like the soul's yearning. For these moments that you're describing. Yeah, and you know, it's so amazing that you just said that it's a miracle because in my life I've been really, really fortunate to have a few experiences like this. And I've always said, for me, those experiences is definitely like a miracle because you get to be, to experience divinity in those moments in flesh. It's like you have this connection and you cannot use your mind on any level to understand it or describe it to someone else. You just feel joy and you feel like the door to your home, to your divinity has been opened. Right. 
And, and, you know, there was a book called Cosmic Consciousness many years ago, and it was, you know, all about, like, the different, like, Emerson and Thoreau and Sir Francis Bacon and all the existentialists, and, you know, and all of them having this moment, the cosmic consciousness moment where they were connected to everything. And I know you know what I'm talking about because you just described it. It's like yeah. it's like this wonder, and it's possible for all of us. Yeah. You know, and it's possible if you're willing to be open and stop judging. And this is where, again, in the heart chakra, the saboteur can either guide you in a way that is beautiful to open your heart to the right people because your heart has wisdom, especially once it's been hurt. But you can still allow. You don't have to stop loving because you've been hurt. And in the shadow, the saboteur definitely protects you and doesn't allow you to connect to any kind of love because of the pain. But if we can hold both of those sides, we can have wisdom. And this wisdom allows us to make conscious choices. And I'm always saying to people, the secret of life wellness is to live consciously. It's to be present with your life. It's to be inside your life, not outside your life, watching your life. Right. And that's where the good stuff happens. Yeah. This is where you want to wake up in the morning and you are just happy, not for any reason that you can say, oh, I'm happy because of this and that. And maybe you can find reasons to be grateful, but you don't need them. You're happy because you're happy. Right. Right, and that's that joy that we were talking about with a childlike innocence about life. You know, it's, you know, whether we're 80 or 90 or 25 or 35, it, none of the age is irrelevant. That the, you know, I remember one time um, I, I go to this favorite bed and breakfast right on the ocean in St. Augustine, Florida, and I was walking the beach, which I always do when I'm there and wherever I am with the beach, but there was this one lady who was in her 80s, and she was walking the beach, and one day, we are just, like, walking together, you know? I mean, and I'd been at this butter breakfast probably three or four different times, and but she was normally in her own little world, up and down, up and down, and she, she I knew she sought me out, but in my mind, I was also calling her in. So here we are walking, and she said, I've lived here for 35 years, and I've walked this beach every single day of those 35 years. And I was just like, wow. And then she said, you know... I'm very happy because the ocean talks to me and I listen. And I was just, I just thought, you know, God sent this person. You know, at the time I was going through a breast cancer experience. Um, it was like seven years ago. And, you know, and the doctor said, if you're here in three years, you're going to be lucky. This is not the normal kind of breast cancer women get. So here's this lady who's walked this beach for 35 years like happy and her cells were singing and she blessed me that day and I've never ever forgotten you know she was just this gift you know because I was saying okay I'll do whatever it takes to get well you know I know I need to make changes and I'm in my own little you know walking the beach asking for guidance and then this lady shows up and I think these are the things you know the the guides that show up and I'll never see her again but there she was you know right when I needed her Exactly, and I think these are the things that people need to understand that magical moments in your life can happen at any time if you're open, if your eyes are open. Because I travel so much as well, I'm constantly asking for for this support, for this help, and it could be, I remember one time I was in Seattle, and I woke up in the morning and I felt a little vulnerable, and I, I... texted some of my friends and they were busy and I thought you know what I really need a friend today that's what I need please universe send me a friend and I was going to speak at one of them I think it was a unity church and I remember walking there and feeling peaceful as if the universe was conspiring and at one moment this man walked up to me and he said you're really intuitive aren't you and I said Yes, I am. So are you. And he said, yeah, yes, I am. And then he said to me, what are you doing tonight? And I said, I'm going to have dinner with you. And it was so magical and beautiful because he just laughed and he said, okay, 
And uh, we ended up having dinner here, and I and a few other people, and I have never laughed so much in my life. <laughs> and he was he was saying things to me, and I said, I said to him, this is exactly what I do, but I was thinking at that moment, it's because I'm a girl, and I'm, you know, I'm a female, I'm doing this. It's so much more funny that you're telling me, and you're a guy who's doing it, and for that, and I remember I was on a trip going around America for about six weeks, and for that whole trip, he called me almost, or texted me almost every day, saying, how are you going? Do you need any help? Do you need any support? I'm here for you. Do you need to talk? And it was so wonderful to feel that on that trip, I felt safe. I had a friend. Anything could help. If anything was happening, I could contact him and just have that extra support. Right. He was one of the people who worked in the church, and it was just amazing what happens when you're open and you ask, you ask, and you allow. You just allow. These are the the secret. You know, when you wrote this book, the title is fabulous: "The Secret of Life Wellness: The Essential Guide to Life's Big Questions." And you know, I, you know, I do readings for people. I'm, I, you know, I, I'm a co- life coach, but I'm, I have this like other part. People call me for readings all over the world. And when I looked at the title of the book, and the book arrived, and I just carried it around, and I would just read bits and pieces at a time. But I thought, you know, you've you've covered it in this book. You know, people want to know, how can I develop my intuition? How can I, you know, attract my soulmate? How can I attract more money and success? How can I um, dramatically improve my health? Um, How can I discover my soul's purpose? Um, how do I get to know the shadow side and make friends with it and bring it on up to the light and just, you know, and all of this is in this book. I mean, there is so much in this book. You you must have just, like, really thoroughly enjoyed writing it. I did. It was really funny because as we're talking about guidance, I really believe that for me in my life everything is guided even if I resist it and I'm slowly learning to resist less and uh, because I want it easier. <laughs> and... Uh, with this, I was actually writing a different book, and at one moment, I remember waking up one day, and I just couldn't write that other book anymore, and I felt so strongly that what I needed to do was that I needed to connect to as many people as possible around the world who had questions, and I need to understand what questions they had, and if those questions were the same all around the world... Because by that stage, I had been asked many, many of the similar questions, but I thought, you know what, I really, I, 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 really, I want this book. I, I want to share this book. I want to write this book. And also, having traveled a lot and having gone to a lot of countries, some of my favorite books are not translated in most of I, the languages. Yes. And also, and people would say to me, can you recommend a book on this subject and that subject and that subject? And sometimes I would recommend 20 books and they would say, well, uh, I don't have time to read 20 books <laughs> on this and I can't find them and then they're, they're not in this language. And so I thought, okay, what I really want to do is I want to take the essence of a subject and to take what is the, the most important part of that subject and put it in a book. And I asked a lot of people all over the world, Give me, tell me the question that you want to know the answer to the most. And I had hundreds of them, and then I thought, okay, I'm going to cut them down to 21 questions that I feel are the the strongest that I want to put into this book. And this is kind of how it it began. And then every time I would write, I would just love it. And at the same time, I'd feel a little vulnerable because it was revealing a lot of aspects of my own life. And the first book, The Secret Language of Your Body, you know, it was really easy to write because it's not very personal. It's all about you understanding your body. But this book, I had to put a lot more of myself into. And at different moments, I would read and I would say to my husband, can you read this and tell me what you think, how you feel? And uh, are you okay with this? Because, you know, I, I was putting things in it that were challenging as well at times. And but I really want people to feel the the truth of this, you know, and of not only my experience, but many, many people's experiences of this, of what's possible, of how life can be magical. 
Well, and you've captured it. You've captured it, you know, and we've, we've talked about many of the different uh, parts of the book that we have not talked about. Well, we sort of did when you were describing, when you said, I want I want a friend, a new friend today. <laughs> and then, you know, along came this gentleman, and, and you know, he, you had dinner with him, and the rest was probably like mind meld over the phone, texting, whatever, but there was this connection. So yeah. let's segue into how you can recognize and attract soulmates, and twin souls. And it's so interesting because I'm feeling like this is the subject that people need to hear about right now. And I have to say, in the last year and a half, any workshop that I have taught, and I teach many different ones and different subjects, doesn't matter what subject, several people will come up to me and ask me, do you know anything about soulmates? Can you talk about soulmates? And one of the things that I found was that we have this idea that has been more of this Hollywood type, and I'm in LA at the moment, so it's funny, I'm talking about it, like the Hollywood idea of romantic love with a soulmate. And this is not necessarily the truth about soulmates. And so one of my most powerful experiences was actually meeting um, my twin soul, and I didn't really even believe in it, I have to say, at that time. Um, because it sounded, because I, I liked to think of myself as being very grounded and a little bit skeptical. And it was a little too spiritual for me at that moment. But when I met, um, when I met him, it was so different to anything that I had ever experienced in my life. I remember, um, basically what happened was that he, he's a designer in Paris and I, kept walking past his shop and it, I would admire the dresses but it would never occur to me to actually go in until one day I was sitting and where I was working was across the road from his shop and I was sitting there looking at the shop not really thinking about anything kind of in my little world and then I heard this voice which is literally saying go into the shop and I said no I'm not going in. I don't feel comfortable. And I don't know if he speaks English. You know, all the judgment, all the reasons. And then I heard the voice again, go into the shop. And again, I said, no. And then I literally watched myself turn around to the woman in this shop where I was in who had organized some of my events. It was a spiritual shop. And say, I'm going into the shop. And I'm thinking to myself, what? I'm going into the shop. And she said, oh, my God, don't say anything spiritual to him, to the to the owner. And I said, oh, it's fine. I can talk about clothes. And <laughs> as much as I can talk about spiritual things. And I remember I went into the shop and he could speak English. And uh, we started talking. And at one point he said, what do you do? And I didn't lie. And uh, to me, I, I'll tell you what I do. I said, I, well, I do healing work. And he said, oh, I don't need that. And I said to him, well, if that's the truth, then either you don't understand what healing is or you're completely deluded. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't think anyone spoke to him like that. And I said, well, for instance, do you get many clients? And he said, what do you, why? Because I said to him, I'm feeling the energy in your shop, and I know you just said you're the sanctuary, and it's so horrible. I don't know what was here before, but I see somebody here screaming whenever anyone comes in and pushing people out, literally, and he said, okay, when can I have this healing and when can you clear my shop? Oh. And so I said, tomorrow. And the woman who had who, um, was helping me, she, when I explained to her, she said, that's incredible because three months before him in the shop, there was a man who was selling kitchens and he kept ripping people off. So people would come and scream and he would literally push them out. Right. So she was really amazed and Anyway, um, when I, so I cleared the shop the next day, and I, then I did the healing. And people have to understand, I've done thousands and thousands of healings before that, and I had all sorts of experiences. And I remember at one point I got to his heart, and I literally physically felt that his heart came out of his chest, went into my heart, kissed my heart, and said, thank you. And at that moment, physically, I started to feel as if ancient knowledge, ancient energy started to come out. And it was not very comfortable. I felt dizzy. I felt like somebody was stretching my heart. And 
it was incredible. And over the next few days, everything changed. And he was, this is a person who didn't believe in anything, telling me, I see your soul. I can talk to your soul. I can wake you up. I can connect to you. I remember freaking out at that because I had no concept of what it was. And then one day, maybe a few days later, I kept getting twin soul, twin soul, twin soul. And I remember saying to him, I think you're like my twin soul. And he said, what's that? I don't know, like a brother <laughs> in the soul world. And later, later, when I got home and I actually talked to my husband about this, he started to research it. I can't say he was very happy about it, but he was researching it. And we found information, very not a lot of it, but some information about how you connect with a twin soul or, or soulmate. And... I started to understand that it's not just, it's not necessarily about romantic love, but it's about evolution. Your soulmate is there to bring everything to the surface, the deepest love and the deepest unprocessed pain and shadow so that you can grow. This is one of the biggest reasons that soulmates come here is to wake us up, to help us to go on the soul journey that we need to go on because that is the fastest and the easiest way to go. And we attract them by opening our hearts and saying, okay, universe, you know, I know it might not be easy, and I have a process in the book for it, but I really want to know what it's like to connect to my soul. I really want to know what it's like to feel my heart. I want to know how to have somebody in the physical that I can feel this connection with and we can experience divinity together and presence and love that is so profound and non not necessarily romantic. For some people it will be, but not necessarily. But it's divine, really, really divine. Right. You know, you, you, you just, I mean, this book, listeners, is fabulous. You know, we just talked about this whole soul connection, you know, soulmates, twin, twin souls. Also, Ina discusses how you can discover and heal past lives. You know, sometimes when we have that soul connection, we've worked together before. This isn't the first time, you know, that we've come together. But it's, but there's a recognition. Yeah. And you resisted. You know, you resisted. You're, I mean, I think it's hysterical that every angle, oh, here's a client that shops in there, and you, and you like the clothes, but you were not going in that store. And then here, oh, yeah, go ahead and go in there, but don't talk about anything spiritual. And mm-hmm. you're like, you know what? I tell the truth, I tell the truth faster. And it's like, but there was this dance that happened between the two of you. I can hear it clearly. I mean, it's just like, I mean, that's just the miracles that happen when we're present with life, like you're encouraging all of us to be. Definitely. And it's another thing I really want people to understand. It's not one soulmate. We have different ones. And it's not that you've missed one and that's it. And some of them also, they come into your life for for the rest of your life. And others, they don't. You have a soul agreement that you wake each other up and then you go on your own path. So there are so many amazing things to understand. And some of these agreements were also made in other lives. And it's so profound. I can talk about this for days, like I said. you know. So in one hour, it's so hard to... Yeah, everything. I know, but but you know, you are like a child with your innocence and your wonder. I mean, and here you have this husband, and you say he wasn't exactly excited about hearing about this experience with this twin soul flame, but he's reading and trying to understand. I mean, so many people because of jealousy and there's not enough love and there's not enough. It's like. Throw that out the window and see what can happen with adventure in your life. Because, I mean, you know, it's like it's the wonder, wonder of it, of being childlike again and mm. innocent with what comes in. And so, I want to make sure we have how to find this book. I want you to go uh, write this down. It's enasegal.com, which is I N N A 
S-E-G-A-L.com. There is um, a lot of information on the site, all of the different books and um, et cetera. There are so many people who have endorsed this book, you know, Bernie Siegel, um, Marcy Shimoff, uh, I mean, on and on. I mean, you know, you, 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 it's, it's such a wonderful book. And um, what else do you want to add? We have a few more moments. And, you know, but Ina Siegel, I-N-N-A-S-E-G-A-L.com, and she's on a, uh, a U.S. tour. Where are you going next? Well, at the moment, I'm in LA, and I'm actually going to be in Agape this week on Saturday, and uh, Michael Beckwith has given me the forward for this book, and I'm extremely excited because we had a very amazing connection as well, and um, so I'm starting with Agape, then I'm going to be in San Diego, then I'm going to be in San Francisco, New York, um, uh, and then Arizona, so all of this information is on my website, inasegal.com, and also people can get the book, obviously, off Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and all the different bookshops, and I just hope that people read this book from a really open heart and an open mind and discuss it with their friends and their family and start to, there's a lot of amazing processes that work that are simple and easy and powerful, and I just hope that they start to apply them regularly and see the transformation and the difference and you know the best part of life is to wake up in the morning and to feel happy and joyful and that's what I want for people to have even if you're going to have challenges it's just part of it you call it in deal with it it's like stuff happens you know and and that's what enlightenment means listeners is lightening up and you know enlightenment doesn't have like if there is a little dip in the road you just deal with it and get back to your joy or have the joy while you're in the dip. That's the real mastery, you know. And so I want to mention that there is an article by Ina Siegel in the September issue, How You Can Use Your Energy Centers to Heal and Spiritually Evolve. Um, it's, it's in the September issue that you can read at www.spiritseeker.com. Please also remember that because this is a podcast, when the show is finished and complete, it is archived at uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Cindy Meyer, C-Y-N-D-E-M-E-Y-E-R. So we know we, that you're, you're, you're doing like this wonderful um, pay it forward to the universe, shall we say, because we have so many people who listen live and then they tell others about it. And people are downloading these shows. They're listening to them. I get emails from all over the world. Thank you so much for offering this. It's all free, F-R-E-E. The wonderful people, you know, like Ina taking time on this tour to, you know, to be on this radio show. And, you know, there's over 350 archive shows. So, you know, use this as your spiritual nourishment. And, you know, if you have benefited from this radio show, which I know you have tonight, just take this information and run with it and share it with as many people. We also are on Facebook, um, SpiritSeekerNetwork.com. There's the Cindy Meyer page, C-Y-N-D-E-M-E-Y-E-R. Um, like us on Facebook. And, you know, I do the posting on of all the different things that we're doing with Spirit Seeker. Um, we've been doing this for 17 years. It's a, it's a service. It's a love of helping other people. People find find that light and that love. So, Ina, you have just made my day. I just, <laughs> I, I I was looking so forward to interviewing you, and um, I just want to thank you. I know you're extremely busy, but your work is profound, and may it get even easier. Thank you for having me. It's been a really really enjoyable interview, and I. I so appreciate you having me on your show. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, enjoy, enjoy your U.S. trip and um, just many blessings. And, you know, thank you so much, listeners, and thank you, Ina Siegel. Have a beautiful day. Good night.